this is Buck Ellis from Labor Party, and you're listening to 602 Radio. This huge rocker drum set. It was like maybe twenty pieces. Ah, like Neil on Perry. on stage in the in the cafeteria. There's in my grade school. There was a stage there, and he set up on the stage, and we and the they piped through Rush on the intercom. Wow. And this kid did he have chimes and shit? He had everything. He had every Gongs. freaking wood wooden mallets. Roto toms. He had roto toms. He had he had everything possible you could think of. Lids. Cowbell. Cowbells. He had a series of cowbells and wood blocks and chimes and and he uh, he played the entire uh, Moving Pictures album of of Rush perfectly. Wow! And it blew me away as it's five five. Uh, I don't know how old, how old he was. Fifth grade. Uh, he's for thirteen, eleven. I don't know. Yeah, 12? ten. Yeah. The kid blew me away to the point where I just could not believe how cool that was. And uh, I said, that's what I'm going to do. At the time I was playing piano, I'm like, I'm not playing this pussy shit. I want to play drums like that kid. And then he, then he went to my, great, or my uh, middle school and did the same thing in our, at our uh, cafeteria. <laughs> but instead of just the kids at school came, I mean, he like 
like people that were like adults coming to watch him. As far as, I don't know what, what happened to the kid, but if it wasn't for that kid playing Rush music, I wouldn't be playing drums right now. Wow. still be playing the piano. I'd be playing piano, probably making money. By birth, yeah, yeah there was never a time that I can remember when I wasn't completely obsessed with music. But my older sister, the same thing. My older brother, same exact thing. My dad was a musician, played for years, uh, jazz trumpet player. His parents were both musicians, his mom and his dad. They played in the uh, Philadelphia Mummers and, and all that kind of crap. It was, yeah, I cannot remember a time in my life when I wasn't obsessed with music. I'm a chill out, I'm a 
I saw I, I was like I saw you guys at with uh, Brian. Yeah, we played at, uh, a couple times. But you, I don't think I, I was. I think I, it was. Uh, yeah, remember we did that. We did the slumber, slumber party. But it was yeah, it was a slumber party. It was another show. I, maybe it was that show. But I remember I walked up to you and said, "Hey, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you need a drummer." That was it, man. Then <laughs> we were like, oh. as soon as Brian." Yeah, you said leaves, you, man. I think we were that? at the like, Rosie's when, or something. When was that? When did you join the band? Uh, it was like oh five. Yeah, it was probably 05. We were at Rosie's and you said, man, if you need a drummer. <laughs> and you, you need a drummer. It's just, well, I, mean, I, I remember watching the band and, and seeing you and Sharon play and going how great they were and then seeing the drummer back there who was just, you know, did had his face paint and shit. Did Troy used to play with you guys? Troy yes, he did. Troy is responsible. Troy actually is the guy that started Labor Party. He's responsible for this band. I worked with Troy and we worked in different different departments and he had yeah. he had the only window in the entire office he had a window this big <laughs> a long dry. skinny window and i got the weakest bladder in the country i, I pee all day long oh, and uh his <laughs> window yeah. his yeah, window was right by now. the bathroom and one day he just came he just came into my office never met the guy in my life and he just goes what the hell are you doing all day in that bathroom man what what the fuck is up I'm like, I'm, I'm peeing. I pee all day long. He said, there's no way anybody pees that much. And that's how, you know, we got to talking, found out we were both musicians, and he was like, let's start a band. And I was like, no, I already have a band. You know, I just got done with Hubcap, and we already had a band. We even had the musicians all picked out. It was just a matter of putting the thing together, and Troy wouldn't let up. So we finally just went to jam with him to shut him the hell up. And uh, Sharon was supposed to play keyboards, but we just had her play bass, just to, so we had a bass player, Troy played drums, and uh, we just jammed around a little bit, and I was like, shit, this sounds good, man. It was good, fun. Man. It was just This fun. is the way it's supposed it to be, just three yeah. pieces. Just it back down. It doesn't, yeah. we, we don't even have to try to make it sound good. Just three raw musicians doing what they do, and uh, that was it. And then we said, okay, we'll have a band. We went to a, uh, we went out to try to pick a name. We went to a, a restaurant. It might have been like something goofy, the okay. Olive Garden or something like that. And we were waiting for a table. The you three get of lots us. Of free salad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what it is. And free breadsticks, yeah. salad and, and breadsticks bread. is all you can eat, and that's all I need really. But uh, the hostess came out and she goes, "Labor party." And Troy's like, that should be the name. We had this whole list Breaking of names. Like, no. And as soon as she goes, labor party, Troy's like, that's the name. That's the fucking name. I still hate it. Yeah. 
I met Sharon in 1984. Twenty-six. 1984. Years. Wow. I was, I was in a band called the uh, The Tickets. The Tickets. It was a mod band. Yeah, mod well, band. Back then it was very. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Three three button silk suits, skinny ties. Yeah, I was dressed to kill all the time. Yeah. Bowling shoes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Minus yeah. the spikes, right? And, and what, did Sharon come to one of your shows? I don't think it no, I, we had a mutual We had a mutual friend. friend who was playing, and I met her at that. Yeah, event. yeah. And then I, uh, you know, talked to her in the... We had our... Yeah, uh, the place that I lived was persuasive. like... It was called the 215. <laughs> it was the spot for the underground yeah, music scene. it was like a scene. club. It was there were three apartment. bedrooms in there. I had one of the bedrooms. It was, seriously, it was half the size of this room here. It was a closet. Yeah, it, was it was a, a closet. closet. There was enough room for a, a twin bed on the floor. You're talking to the guy who lived in an elevator shop. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Hey, but he, he had vaulted 60-foot ceilings. <laughs> yeah, we had uh, <laughs> we had desks. about six feet by eight feet was the entire room, and then then there was a window, but the window opened into an airspace. Yeah, there, it was about four ball. feet to a, a place yeah. called the Ukrainian Club or something like that. No, Das. Remember, yeah, it was one of those like Dust. Ukrainian yeah. kind of things, and they had polka no, bands. Polka <laughs> bands three feet from my window is where the polka band was set oh, up. And the dead oh, oh, in the series. summer, it was all like, <laughs> yeah, it yeah. was horrible, man. But underneath was a casket company, so it was cool. Yeah, we not, would party. And they all never complained night. down there. Never. never. Complained. Yeah. They were all, you know, if anybody was down there, they were. And dead. then there were a bunch of deadheads <laughs> that lived above us. Remember, we'd be so like fucking throwing shit at their window. Below and yeah. deadheads above. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the guy'd be like, occasionally there's some dead people below you. Do you does that bother you? We're like, fuck, man, we love dead people. Yeah, they the never complain about the stereo. <laughs> oh my god, this shit. Was I wish you could put dead girl. We had dead people below us and above us, really. Shit, they have to go. Never it, and that's good. Cause we don't want
Labor Party. We're having a good time in the five o'clock hour. A lot of traffic out there. The sun beating down is a little too hot today, but. Drink <laughs> yeah. a beer in your car on the way home. <laughs> cool down. That's how we do it here in Phoenix. <laughs> Flapjack Jack with Labor Party. You know it. 602 Radio Flapjack Jack coming at you in the 5 o'clock hour driving home with a beer in my hand. <laughs> Don't let that traffic get you down. Get a beer in each hand. You can steer with your knees, you motherfucker. Don't be a pussy. Steer with your knees and drink a beer. <laughs> steer with your knees and drink with a beer in each hand. Flapjack Jack coming at you 602 Radio.com. You know it. Columbia House thing. I was a little <laughs> kid, and she told me and my cousins and my brothers we could pick. We could all pick one record. 
to get from the Columbia House thing. So, yeah. you know, my sister or well, my cousins were getting like the paper lace and all that shit. And I was like, Mitch Ryder in the Detroit Wheels. I was really little. I was like, that just, it just sounded cool. Yeah, so I got scratch. that record. And that was Without it. Without hearing it. Without hearing it, but I just was like, I just thought the cover was cool. I was, I was pretty small, maybe like five or six. And, uh, we got that. I got that home, and we wore that fucking record out. Socket to me. Wonder Pets. That's from, right? Probably. I don't even remember. But we played that record. Had like Socket to Me and Dell with the Blue Dress, and had like everything on it. And I was just like hooked on rock and roll. Beef beef fire fire for four fun. Look at my nasty. Here she come. this cab take us into Brooklyn. We were playing the trash bar in Brooklyn, so the cab took us from the village. We're staying in the village, or we're staying in uh, yeah, East Village. The cab took us, the, the cab driver, first of all, he didn't want to take us to Brooklyn. He was, a, was an Arab guy. Yeah, he did not want to take us to Brooklyn. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, well, we're going to Brooklyn. So finally, he just like had this really weird look on his face, let us in the car. 
call the TLC on the moon. Then he starts talking crazy shit in Arabic. And I'm like, and they're shouting. Check it out. Does he have a thing in his ear? Shut up, Al Qaeda. The side that I hear, he don't have nothing in his ear, but look on his other side. And she's like, no, he's not on the phone. He's talking to himself. I was like, oh my God. He was angry. Every freaking stop we came to was like, then over to Brooklyn Bridge the entire way. It was stopping, slamming on the brakes. We'd skid to a stop, fly, skid to a stop. My buddy was sitting in the front seat, and he lives in New York. And he he kept looking back, and I was saying, this ain't normal, is he? He's like, fuck no. (laughs) Yeah, I thought the guy was up to something, man. He was just yelling all kinds of shit out the window. Yeah, yeah. He wants to drive his cab. We we grabbed all our gear and shit like that, and then left every door to the cab open and just took off and (laughs) left him there, stuck with every door open. And he was fucking screaming at us. We didn't give him any tip, man. We just got out with our lives. Parties to 602 radio.com and I love poetry.
Frank Labor from Labor Party, and you're listening to 602.com on NPR, and I'm getting kind of tired, and if, if you're on your, your drive home from work right now, and you, you feel your eyes getting heavy, heavy, heavy. And don't forget to grab a beer on your chair when you drive on your knees. <laughs> <laughs>
As you're driving, as you feel the wheel in your hand, you become more and more sleepy. If you lift your foot to hit that brake pedal, you find it is now numb, and you can no longer lift that foot on the brake, only on the gas, where it gets heavier and heavier. Red lights are just decoration. <laughs> As you get sleepier and sleepier, close your eyes and floor that fucker. <laughs> Ready? Wake up! Wakey, wakey! Now get a lawyer. But not before you give over all your worldly possessions to 602 Radio. They're a faith-based program.
Yeah.